Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by us, (laughs) Sarah and Matthew Bivens. (laughs) So if you love the show, if you have been inspired by the show, if we've been able to walk with you, be with you in some part of your journey, first of all, thank you. We are super humbled and grateful um, that we can just be here and create this space and have this platform to, first of all, get on the mic, the two of us, and share and talk, and that you dig that is amazing, and then also provide the space for other mamas, families, thought leaders, experts, fellow birth junkies to, to be here and be a part of this community. So pay it forward by sharing the show with someone that you know would appreciate it. A fellow mama friend, a birth worker, someone who just loves empowering stories about birth and motherhood. Share the show, please. Uh, Share our Instagram at D-I-A-H podcast. Share our website, diahpodcast.com. And then who we are individually outside of the show, check out our other podcasts and websites. Matthew has a show called Having It All, and you can find that on every major podcast player. And you can go to his website, matthewbivens.com. I host another show as well called Balance and Motherhood Podcast. And you can find out more about that at sarahbivens.com. So go check those out. Again, share it, spread it, the love, the empowerment all over the place. Okay, today's birth story is a follow-up, a part two. Back in episode 126, we spoke with Caitlin about her process and emotional journey to conception with she and her wife, Show, as they went through insemination and just that that whole journey. Now we get to hear the birth story of baby Flo, baby Florence, and show Caitlin's wife joins us as well. So it's a party. (laughs) And um, question for you, because this has come up once or twice on the show. Were you surprised when your labor started? Well, that happened for Caitlin too. Even though she was somewhat ready and prepared as we all are to an extent, there was still a part of her that didn't expect it and didn't, you know, Really, it was game time. (laughs) So today we get to hear all about that with show and even a little cameo from baby Florence to talk about birthday Um, from the moment that they realized labor was starting to Caitlin taking a work call during her contractions, superwoman, and then baby Flo's arrival. 
And it's just such a beautiful story. We had so much fun hanging out with them, and I know you're going to love it. So again, if you missed the prequel to this, go to episode 126, check that out, and then jump in here where we hear the birth details. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hi, Caitlin and show. Hi, Matthew and Sarah. How are you guys? We are so fantastic. <laughs> and we're excited to have you back, back on the podcast. And we're really, really pumped to hear the birth story of baby Florence. So thank you for rejoining us on the show. Yeah, we're so excited to be back. Hey. Well, I guess it's not the show's first time. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking that. Very cool. Well, um, for those who have missed it, you need to go check out episode 126, where we hear part one of the um, journey to conception for Caitlin and show and just all of that process and preparing for birth and the process of deciding on home birth. So please go listen to that. Um, so you kind of get some context and backstory because we're going to jump in to the, to the details here of the end of pregnancy and birth. So, um, in whatever fashion, you know, the two of you will feel free to, to chime in and, and build off of each other, uh, what those last few weeks of pregnancy were like. Yeah. So, um, I would say that I had a really great pregnancy, so I actually really enjoyed being pregnant. I felt great. Um, Florence dropped really early, so I think I was about 33 or 34 weeks when she dropped. So the last few weeks, I was pretty, you know, uncomfortable with the pressure sort of in my lower pelvis region. I had to pee constantly. I think no matter where we went, um, I was constantly in search of a bathroom. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I would say that, you know, the end of pregnancy was pretty good. We actually went on a trip to England when I was about eight months pregnant um, and walked all around um, different towns waddled. and things like that. Or I waddled. waddled yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, like my pregnancy went really well. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think Caitlin was a very... Um, graceful pregnant lady for sure she um she carried it very well she didn't there wasn't any complaining except for yeah oh my god I feel I have to pee all the time um you know and her back kind of started getting sore and stuff like that but for the most part like she was glowing and just she took every day just you know in full full strides and was amazing Mm. which you know it's kind of uh by home birth time she was a rock star again so I think it's amazing sorry go ahead I was just gonna say, I think it's amazing. You all went to England and you went, <laughs> you did a huge trip like that at eight months. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was quite an experience. We even, um, we went to a little town called Whitby, which is on the coast in the northeast of England. And there's how many steps? 199. 199 steps that you like walk up to, to this abbey. And we did that. So that felt quite an accomplishment at like waddling up these stairs at eight over eight months pregnant so yeah it was great Jeez, wow yeah that must have encouraged her to drop all those all those steps (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think she was already pretty engaged at that point already so yeah Wow, that's great. Yeah, well, take good. note, Matthew. We might have to do that next time around because I was going all up and down our neighborhood up until like 40 weeks doing yeah. lunges. I was like, go down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Bo had no, she was locked and loaded, ready to go yeah. for quite some time in the, di- in the diving position. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. So, show, um, I want to hear from you just a little bit. You know, I know we touched on this a lot in part one with Caitlin, um, you know, the, the insemination process and just the journey to pregnancy and then how. How was, you know, in a minute or two that for you um, as as partner and in supporting Caitlin and going on this journey together and then moving through pregnancy, you know, just as the the supportive role here, you know, and, and the non-gestational parent, um, just what some of that was like for you? Mm-hmm. I think it was, it was kind of difficult for me as far as the process of getting pregnant because yeah. a lot of the things that were happening were to Caitlin more mm-hmm. or less, right? So she's the one going to the clinic, getting her blood work done and having the ultrasound. I mean, I was there for inseminations and things like that, but she was going, you know, pretty much every other day um, being tested and, and for her hormone levels and everything else. So 
that was kind of tough on me because I felt pretty not out of the loop, but I couldn't do much, you know, whereas when she, when she, you know, when we finally got pregnant, I could actually, you know, be more involved with like going to all the appointments and rubbing her back and listening, trying to, you know, listen to the heartbeat and going, you know, rubbing belly oil on her every night and stuff like that. So she doesn't get stretch marks Mm -hmm. and, you know, just things like that, um, preparing, you know, floors, room and stuff like that. Just, um, yeah, I just, I felt a little bit helpless, I think, in the beginning stages, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're here supportive, but it was, it was really hard to see uh, Caitlin go, like, for us going through the failed, failed attempt, Mm -hmm. um, seeing that, like, she was, it was, it was breaking her, right? And breaking her, (laughs) it's breaking me to see her uh, so brokenhearted every time we would get a a negative um, test back, right? So that was really tough um, to see. I don't want to see her suffer, you know? So it was, it was pretty tough. Right. So finally, you know, when I did get pregnant, it was, it was, it was great. So it was, you know, I'm, now I'm the more, I'm the supportive mama bear again to <laughs> her and, and to Florence and, and everything. So it kind of comes full circle, but yeah, yeah it was tough. Uh, do you have any um, advice maybe for other partners going through that similar experience and kind of watching their partners go through that, you know, just what can be a very trying time period, um, anything that you kind of gleaned from that, that you would share with someone? Well, I would just say like keeping open communication, mm-hmm. trying to be as engaged, informed and involved as you can be um, and patient. Like you have to be really patient and um, empathetic and uh, just kind of put yourself in your partner's shoes you know, at a time and, and, you know, just be, I think just have a really um, open mind and open heart and open ears. Right. And just pay attention to kind of what's going on and be supportive. Uh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome advice. Cause I know people listening right now, someone's going through it. So for you to be able to just to impart some insight based on your experience is amazing. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and empowering yourself, like educating yourself with what the process is mm. um, going forward is definitely um, more than helpful, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the more I educated myself, the better, right? Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, at the end of my pregnancy show, started listening to like pregnancy audiobooks, So that was really great. And she'd always come home from work with a little tidbit on what she learned that day, which was super exciting and super helpful as we were getting ready for birth. Yeah. Yeah, that that's great. And that just, you know, made me think like, Caitlin, what are some other things that you really appreciated? You know, because again, we've got both sets of, of partners listening right now. We've got, you know, one who's, who's going through the pregnancy or trying to become pregnant and then the partner who's supporting. So what did you really appreciate Caitlin that, um, that show was doing during that time? I mean, I think mostly just being there, being a shoulder to cry on when, you know, the negative result would come every month for a number of months, which was really hard. And just having her listen and be supportive. And, you know, I think she understood that, like, she needed to try and put herself in my shoes because it wasn't happening to her body. But, you know, she's a super supportive partner and was always there to listen to me when I was crying on the toilet with my period, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So share with us a little bit of birthday or, you know, close to that once you realized that was that was coming, you know, um baby flow was ready as it sounds. So <laughs> what was going on there? Yeah, so Yeah. No, no. Like when we were like when we were ready to give birth, you mean, or before mm-hmm. like Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like when you knew, okay, something's happening, you know, like we're we're moving into that time. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we gave birth early, so Flo came at 37, just over 37 weeks. Um, so we weren't ready, to be honest with you. Um, oh. I was still, well, no, we were somewhat ready, obviously, but I don't think that I had ever anticipated that I would go that early. Right. My mom did give birth early with both me and my brother, however it wasn't as early as we went. So we like, I was still supposed to be working until my 39th week. So I, you know, I was ready to go to work the next day. Um, do you have anything to add? Yeah, to same. I mean, we were somewhat ready because I'm very um, particular and organized. So I did, you know, I went out already and got the plastic sheets and the safe cloths and the towels and the this and the that. Um, but when it came to go time, like the day that she was born, like we were supposed to have a, 
meeting with my work as far as me taking parental leave and what that kind of looked like and stuff. And um, so it kind of just all a little bit went out the window, I guess, but um, it all came together once uh, the ball started rolling, really. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, we were both supposed to be at work that day. So the day before we gave birth, I had just finished training my replacement at work. So it was sort of a little bit serendipitous that I yeah. got through the training. Um, and, you know, my replacement was actually going on a trip to Japan the day that we gave birth. So it was actually like right on time. I finished training, he went to Japan, and I had a baby. Uh, <laughs> and wow. it was our last prenatal, the evening before was our last prenatal class also. Yeah, so everything sort of, we wrapped up, you know, creative classes and work, and bam, Florence came. <laughs> so how did you know so, that Florence was on her way? What were some of those those signs for you? Yeah, so um, I think I woke up around 1 a.m. on April 20th, so early in the morning, and I felt like I had wet the bed, and, you know, I... I had been suffering from, you know, having to pee all the time. So I was like, did I just pee myself or is something else going on here? I'm not sure. So I got up and walked to the bathroom and, you know, I was soaked right through my underwear. Like I was sort of dripping into the toilet and I w- I think all of my prenatal classes and all the reading that I had done got- had gone right out the window because I was really unsure about what was happening. Mm. So I called to the bathroom or you know woke her up and called her the bathroom and I said you know I think something is happening here what do we do so I was like okay well change your underwear (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm like you know is there any cramping is there anything no 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 I'm like okay so change your underwear or put a pad on maybe and then let's go back to bed um so we did that and then she woke up again around 1 30 same thing like with an urgency to pee she you know she goes down the end of the hall to the bathroom so I really think, I think my water is breaking. I'm like, okay. So I come and sure enough, her underwear is soaked again. And then I kind of look down the heart, the hallway, which is all hardwood floors. And there's just like a trail <laughs> of water. So I'm like, well, yeah, I think your water broke. It's, it's pretty, you know, I think we should probably call our midwife. Um, and yes, all of the books and all of the things and everything that Caitlin had been researching and to death, she forgot everything. So I was just like, okay, well, if your water broke, great. We basically have to wait, you know, and, and see what happens next. And if you start, you know, having contractions and yada, yada. Oh, I think, we, you know, we should call the midwife. So we did. We paged our midwife. She I called us back. It was back. like 2 a.m. by this point. And I had been, you know, we had gone back to bed that first time. And, you know, I know that one of the biggest things is you never know how long you're going to be in labor for. So try and get as much rest while you can. But, of course, I'm lying in bed Googling how do you know if your water broke? <laughs> like, what are the signs? Blah, blah, blah. And then when I felt that second gush and I got up again, I was pretty certain that it was, you know, that it was the real thing. So, yeah, we did call the midwife and it was around 2 a.m. And she called us back a few minutes later and she had just left the hospital from a birth. So she was sort of didn't know which way was up. And I don't think she even really knew who we were at first. She seemed pretty confused. Cause we were, yeah. And we were calling so early, like I was only 37 and a bit weeks. And um, so she just said, it sounds like your water has broken. Um, and now you're, like you're kind of on a clock because um, if labor doesn't begin naturally, then we'd be looking at induction. I think she said we had about, she would give us 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was not, super pleased to hear that because I really wanted our home birth and um, I, I was, I, you know, I sort of put it out there into the universe, but no, we're not going to be induced. Like this is going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that kind of upset came and I just said, listen, we, we have time. Like well, all we have to do is wait and get like your body's going to do what it's going to do. So I, you know, tried to convince her like, okay, well let's go back to bed and just try to relax, get some rest if we can, you know, but her head gone. So what I did was put on one of my podcasts that I was listening to, or one of my audiobooks, sorry, um, in the, you know, in the section about water breaking and early labor signs and this and that, just to kind of, so she wasn't scrambling with, well, what's next and what to do and whatever. So I just had this, this audiobook going while we were lying in bed. Um, and then I kind of got our prenatal folder out and I went over a couple things just to kind of try and ease her mind a bit. So I think eventually we started having contractions. Yeah, so um, contractions basically then started at about 3 a.m. So uh, the water, my water broke, and then nothing happened for a couple hours, and then I started having contractions at about 3 a.m., and they were about 
10 minutes apart, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were pretty mild. It felt sort of like a, a wave of a period cramp. It wasn't in super intense right away. Um, and so we just tried to lie in bed and sleep, essentially, um, and show time them. Did you time them for about an hour, I yeah. think? Yeah. So I think we timed them for about an hour. And then we said, okay, we really need to try and get some sleep if this is really happening. Um, so we decided to try and sleep and we set our alarm for when we would get up for work. If we were going to like, as if we were going to work, even though we, we were probably, probably not going to work. <laughs> right. A different kind of work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so I think we slept for another, I slept for maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. I don't think you slept at all, I but I slept so. for maybe 40 minutes and then got up around six. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, contractions are getting, closer yeah I think I mean at the beginning they were pretty sporadic I would say between 10 and 7 minutes apart um not super like not super crazy or anything and we needed to a notify our work that we weren't going to be in today so I think both of us sent text message messages to our boss so my message was you know would you believe it if I told you that my water broke and I don't know (laughs) what you said to your boss but yeah so basically work was like the people at work were the only people we told we were in labor. I was sort of feeling kind of private about it because I didn't want to feel pressure to have to update everybody. Um, and so we just didn't tell anyone, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I when did we that. call midwife again? So the oh, I went, that's right. So I went 8 a.m. I went to Walmart. I'm like, oh, I don't I didn't have the last couple of things. You know, I wanted to get her like coconut water and easy snacks or granola bars or fruit or whatever for laboring so I'm like as soon as Walmart's open I'm ripping over there getting stuff coming back um so Caitlin's like oh well I want to come with you and I'm but I'm but now like you're having contractions <laughs> like every seven minutes or something like that I'm like you can't come to Walmart with me like there's no way I'm like, oh you want to have a contraction in the parking lot she's like not really well, because I've heard all these stories and I've listened to a ton of you know your podcasts and other podcasts about birthing and that walking can help speed things up mm-hmm. and so I sort of thought that maybe going to Walmart with show would sort of help these things along. Yeah. But to be honest, as soon as we, and I did, like I had every intention of going with her. <laughs> so we got up and got ready and I brushed my teeth and put clothes on. And then I was noticing that as I was getting ready, that the, the contractions were already speeding themselves up. So mm-hmm. I would say that by the time show was ready to go to Walmart, my contractions were about five minutes apart. Mm-hmm. So then I sort of realized that it wasn't the best idea. I don't know that I could have managed it at that point. I'm sure she could have managed it, but I think I just put it to her, like, do you want to be contracting in Walmart? And she's like, no. I'm like, okay, I'll be right back. (laughs) So I went out and got a couple of snacks and whatever and kind of came back. And when I was out, I called called my Adula. Adula. Um, So that was around 8.30. And then she said, okay, well, well, I'll come over around 11. Yeah. And the midwife had said that she would call us back to see how things were going around noon. Um, and while show was out at Walmart, I actually got on a conference call with my work <laughs> to pass off the rest of the work that I had because I wasn't planning. Like I still had another week of two weeks of work left or a week and a half of work. And so I had all of this stuff that I was going to sort of transition over for that following week. And so I actually got on the phone and had a conversation with my co-worker to transition everything and I had I think three contractions while I was on the phone with her and so I kept having to say I'm so sorry I'm just having a contraction so I may not be able to talk to you right now um so yeah and then when we finished the conversation I said to her how many contractions do you think I had while we were on the phone because we weren't on the phone for very long and so I was recognizing that things were sort of speeding up pretty quickly wow that's so cool that's that's so funny (laughs) Yeah, so then um, I got back and then we were kind of just hanging out in the living room and our dogs were here. The original plan was our dogs would go with my aunt, but she hadn't returned from England yet, but she was arriving that day. Um, So the dogs were just kind of hanging out. They were being really great. And we were just kind of, she was going through her contractions in the living room. Um, We were learning, we were trying to do different positions in that that we learned from our prenatal class to see what was comfortable. And we learned fairly quickly that sitting down was not a good position for Caitlin. Um, so it was, you know, I'd be, she'd be leaning up against the wall kind of thing. Um, and I would just kind of rub her back or hold up her stomach from behind. Um, and then our doula, she showed up around 11 yeah, I think so. and 
the contractions were really speeding up at that point. So our doula started timing them and just kind of, she was, you know, kind of in the background, just watching us do our thing. And uh, she's like, I don't think you can, you know, this, I don't think your midwife realizes how quickly things are kind of happening because basically your contractions now are almost a minute apart, a minute and a half for the last 45 minutes, something like that. So they started to speed up pretty quickly. Um, She's like, I think you should, I think you should page your midwife again. She's because I don't think she realizes that this is happening really quick. So I paged the midwife again. She calls us back and she said, okay, well, let me, let me listen to the, let me listen to a couple of her contractions. Mm -hmm. So she does. And she's like, okay, so I'm going to pack up our, my stuff and I'll be coming right (laughs) over. Because we were at that point, she had told us, I guess that she wanted us to come over to her clinic at like one o'clock. I'm like, there's no way I'm putting her in the car. Yeah. So if we backtrack just for a minute, the midwife did call us back, I think around 1130. Um, and she, I think she listened to me have a contraction then. And she said, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to labor some more at home and then come into the clinic around one. And I'm going, this is what she said to me. She was like, I'm going to do a non-stress test and confirm that your water has broken and then we can go from there. And so then um, I was like, okay. I mean, I didn't know how far into labor I was. I didn't know really what was going on. I just knew that we were, you know, working through it together, Sean and I at home. Um, and that maybe, you know, this was just the beginning kind of thing. Um, she said that maybe my contractions were early labor contractions and that it was actually my cervix effacing at this point and, you know, that then they would progress as time went on. Um, so then once the doula had listened to me or, like, had timed the contractions for an hour and they were, like, one to two minutes apart, four a minute long, um, for 45 minutes, you know, she said, you know, I think you should call your midwife back, which is when we did. And she was like, okay, I'll come over. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the blur. No. And then, <laughs> and then um, yeah, I guess it was within the hour that yeah, midwife showed up. Um, and by then we were kind of, we we're starting to transition to the bedroom to try yeah. and get, to try and find more comfortable positions for Caitlin. She was getting more, obviously the contractions were getting, um, stronger so she was a lot more uncomfortable so you know I would try to take her to the bathroom things like that the bathroom became a kind of scary place yeah people always told me that laboring on the toilet was a great position and I hated it so I think I had a couple contractions on the toilet and I just lost my mind it hurt so much um, another funny sort of anecdote was that we I had really wanted to labor in water and we have a really tiny bathtub so I had bought a birth pool um and it had arrived the night before but was in toronto at my mom's house so we were supposed to go and pick it up on the saturday um to have it ready for florence's birth but it never happened because she was born the friday before we were supposed to pick it up so you know all these these plans that sort of go out the window and you know i had a birthing ball and at, at the end of the day like the only position that sort of was okay for me was leaning up against the wall with show behind me like holding my belly mm. and then as things got more and more intense and I was getting more and more tired um we ended up on the bed on my side with show behind me I would say the other thing I'm funny about having other people touch me and so like the only person who I was okay with being near me during a contraction was show. So like the doula tried to have one contraction with me and I was like, Mm-mm, this isn't going to work. So anytime like show would be getting stuff ready or doing something, getting a snack, getting water. And I would be having a contraction and I would yell show like, please come, <laughs> come, come hold me. And she would hold me. And she was wonderful. She was the most supportive birthing partner I could have like ever asked for. She was amazing. Way yeah, to go kind show. Of, yeah. yeah. I was like, Run, run, running around the house, like going from coconut water. And then I'm like, wait a minute, our doula's here. So I then started kind of directing her. Can you go fill this back up? Or can you go, can you pass me this? Can you get me the lip balm? Can you, you know? Yeah. So we just kind of switched roles. I'm like, yeah, no, no. I needed to with me the whole time. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, they're there, right? So it's, you know, you might have an idea of what someone's role could be or how they'll show up. But, you know, to your point, Caitlin, like, you don't fully know how you'll feel sensory wise or what will work for you, whether it's a position or who supports you until you're in it. So when you are aware of that, you know, utilize the people around you in the best way possible. And like, yeah, you're an able bodied human, like you can get water, you can get this. So I I think that's great. (laughs) You just kind of you move the pieces around 
as as it unfolds. Yeah, for sure. And I think like for Caitlin, she I mean, she wanted she was kind of zoning out. Obviously, she's getting into um, your own. Yeah. Really. Own um, so for her, in order for her to do that, I think she really she needed to feel safe. And I think the only she feels safe with me. I do. She doesn't yeah. need to. She doesn't need to communicate words with me. Like we just, I know what she needs, but I know when she's starting to get upset or if she's getting excited or stressed, I can, I know I can, I can see it on her. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have to say, so I can quickly kind of manage that. And I think um, when, when other people try to manage that for her, it just gets her stressed out even more. So, so accurate. <laughs> she knows me very well. Yeah. So just to back up a little bit as well, when Caitlin said like we hadn't notified any of our family members or friends or anything like that, nobody knew that we were laboring. Um, but there was a friend of uh, of uh, my aunt that is a photographer, and she offered for us to have uh, she wanted to document our home birth. So she lived about half an hour from us. So I did actually end up texting her midway through the, I guess maybe around lunchtime. Yeah. Um, and she ended up coming to the house just in like the perfect time. Yeah. Um, and she started actually documenting everything through photos and some videos oh, of so the great. whole birth, which also was epic. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Really it was that. pretty amazing. So yeah. So if we go back into sort of the timeline of the whole thing, um, yeah. I would say that the midwife showed up around, just after one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she was ready to check me. And I don't know that she was committed that she would be staying. So she got me on the bed and checked me. And to her surprise, she was like, oh, you're six centimeters. Um, so she was kind of like, I guess I'm not going anywhere. So I better go get all my stuff. Um, at that point, also, I think um, part of my bag of waters was still... I don't know, intact or something. So she said, I can do a stretch and sweep while I'm in there kind of thing. And I was sort of of the mind at that point, anything we can do to sort of speed this along and get this going, like, sure, do it. So, um, so while she was checking me, she did the stretch and sweep, which was incredibly painful. I think I just about went through the roof. Um, And I remember show saying to me, don't be surprised, like you're going to see some blood because I was I was bleeding at that point a little bit. Yeah, a little um, bit. And it was really great for show to tell me that because I don't, I think I probably would have freaked out and scared if I, if I had not been warned about that. Um, so yeah. So Anna, our midwife um, started to get everything ready. Uh, she started to set up in our room because at that point I was sort of in between laboring up against the wall and laboring on my side in bed. Um, and after she checked me, I think, things started to happen really quickly. Like Mm -hmm. I would say that I started to transition within an hour um, and that's when things were just totally wild. So I would say that it almost feels like a dream now because it's so intense and you're in such pain. And then in between the contractions, you feel fine. So it's really, it's such a bizarre experience to sort of go through this crazy wave and feel out of your mind and then have it come down and be able to interact with like the people in the room. Uh, so I would say, like, what do you, do you have anything to yeah, add? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, your interaction started to get a little bit funnier because um, definitely, um, I guess, endorphins and everything else started kind of um, obviously starting for Caitlin. So she started saying some funny things <laughs> yeah. like, wow, this is really a trip. Yeah, at one point, so it was like, who like, are you? Welcome to my <laughs> She was like, she was high. Like she, she sounded like she was high, you know? And, um, but then she, you know, she did go through the moments of, I, okay, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And I said, it's only, you can do this. It's going down. So every, so the last, you know, several contractions, I just kept reminding her, okay, it's going, it's going, mm, it's going, yeah. it's going, it's going. So we would build, 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 build. And I just remind her it's going. And she's like, okay, yeah, I can't do that. And it was like, show could read me. It was like, she knew when the contraction was peaking and when it was coming down. Mm. And so as it was coming down, she'd sort of say like, it's coming down. Like, you're going to be okay. It's coming down. You're going to be okay. Cause I just remember also when it got really intense, when, when you, cause it is, it's exactly like a wave because it starts sort of slowly and you know, it's coming and then it peaks and it's really crazy. And then it comes down and fades away. And so when I would feel it, coming I start like I did have a moment where I started to panic a little bit because I just didn't want to do it anymore in some in some moments 
And then I kept having to remind myself that, you know, every contraction is bringing us closer and that, you know, when I also remember, I think in our prenatal class that our teacher said, you know, when women say they can't do it anymore, it means they're almost there. And so when I started having those feelings of, I feel like I can't do this anymore, I've tried to remind myself that it probably means that we're getting closer. Um, and I remember, I think Anna, our midwife, wanted to sort of move me through transition. So she wanted me to have a couple of contractions in a few different positions. So they got me up off the bed. They made me go to the bathroom, which I was really unhappy about. Um, I remember, you know, having a contraction on the toilet and just sort of like holding on to show for dear life, feeling like I couldn't do it. Um, another really neat part about labor was one of our dogs, her name is Lacey. She followed us around the whole time. And I don't think either show nor I knew that she was doing it. But now looking back at all of the pictures, she's right by our side the whole time. So there's one amazing picture of me laboring in the bathroom with show sort of crouching down in front of me. And Lacey is just sitting in front of the door, like protecting us. It was pretty, pretty cool. That's um, cool. Yeah. So. So yeah, so we labored in a couple different positions and I had a couple contractions up against the bed, I think. And then I had one on my hands and knees, mm-hmm. all of which I was not happy super happy about. Um, and then we sort of moved back to lying on the bed on the on my side with show behind me. Yeah, and you were a trooper because like I said, I mean, Kayla, like I said, she likes to have her safe zone and she needs to know kind of what, where, what her parameters are of that and I think them saying that, well, we need you to move because, you know, moving you could help speed things along. As soon as she heard that, she's like, okay, yeah, I'll try that. You know, like just to, if we can just get, make the process, just make the process move forward, then let's do that. Mm. So she was willing to try, you know, whereas I think sometimes she would just kind of bear down like, no, 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 let's just stay here because I know this, you know, part. And like, no, 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 let's try something different and see what happens. So Mm. she was willing, she took direction from the midwife is great and, um, she knew that she could try different things and what wasn't, you know, it didn't always work for her, but she would at least try it. Um, she really, yeah, she was really grateful through the whole thing. I would say mm. she was a champ. Thank you. You're a champ. <laughs> she felt totally crazy. Oh, you're a champ. It's unbelievable. She was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. It's so like, it's such a crazy, cool experience. I mean, I listened to your podcast last week, I think for Maya's birthday and when you said, I wish that I could total recall yeah. the day, yeah. totally, like, I totally get that mm. because it's such an empowering, crazy experience. I mean, I know the pain was really awful, but it's also, it's such like, it's miraculous what your body does. Yeah. It's just crazy. So yeah, I totally get where you're coming from when you said that. Yeah. Um, but then I guess we were lying on the bed and I think I had one contraction where I sort of made a different voice grunted yeah and so I think my our midwife's ears sort of perked up when I started making that noise and she said do you feel like do you feel like you need to push and I was like I don't know I have yeah. no idea what I need to do <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know that this is the noise I'm making right now um so I think I had another contraction I don't know if I made the same grunty noise or not but she then was like you're definitely bearing down yeah so she was like I think I better check you again um and so I think she also at one point said, you know, I think that she, she she said usually, you know, after six centimeters, I wouldn't check you again for another four hours or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it had only been, I don't know, a couple hours. It was getting close to 5 p.m., I guess. And so she like she wouldn't have typically checked me, but I made a funny noise. So she decided to check me and she checked me. And sure enough, I was 10 centimeters mm-hmm. with just a little bit of a cervical lift. And she moved the cervical lift out of the way and asked me if I wanted to try pushing. Wow. And I didn't know anything else. So I was like, sure, let's try pushing. <laughs> so then we started to push. Yeah, we started to push. I mean, I was, I was lying on the bed behind her. So she's basically straddling. She was in between my legs and I was facing her knees. So the doula was holding her one leg up. I was holding her other leg up and yeah, she was, oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> um, she, she starts the first time she's like, okay, I want you to push, push, push. And it kind of got a little bit chaotic. It, I think, well, not Kayla, but Caitlin felt a lot more, more vocal. So I don't think she was quite hearing mm. Anna, our midwife. Um, so Caitlin would just, she was going with her body. So she started pushing. And at one point she starts driving 
both of her elbows into my into my quad muscles and my legs. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm now trying to go through the roof because the pain is just like unbearable. Ah! Oh, wow. I'm basically now like trying to lift her elbows off of my quads with my hands As I'm and holding her legs. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to move because I didn't right. want to break the flow. Right? But I'm yeah, just like yeah. wincing. Um, so, you know, then kind of Anna said, okay, so the next one I want you to, um, it's three breaths and push on each one. I want three put, good pushes on, on each, each contraction. contraction. Once Caitlin heard that direction, she was just like on it. So every contraction came, breathe in, boom. Next one, breathe in, boom. And she just like... It's almost shot around like she came yeah. up so quickly. <laughs> so yeah, I think that again, like we like typically you have two midwives there. So I think my midwife had texted our other midwife to come saying, you know, Caitlin's starting to push. And typically first time moms, they say push for about an hour and a half mm-hmm. to two hours. Um, and so, but yeah, like Sho said, as soon as I figured out, or as as Anna, so I remember Anna sort of like looking at me in the eyes and she was like, it's just you and me right now. Um, you know, like, don't listen to anybody else in the room. Like, this is what you're going to do. And I was like, okay, tell me what I need to do. Um, and so, yeah, so I did the three pushes. And I think I had her out in maybe three mm-hmm. contractions. Yeah, not, wow. not many. Oh, I mean, wow. it, was, it was just, our midwife had just enough time to put on the, like, her gloves. Uh, surgical gloves. She almost, she almost didn't, she almost, like, delivered bare hand because that's how quickly it happened. Yeah. So I think the whole process of that was, like, 17, 17 minutes. 17 minutes, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it happened very, very quickly. So it did get frantic for, definitely for our midwife, I would say, yeah. because it, it, she came out very quickly. Um, and yeah, so when she started coming out, um, I was like, obviously I could see this, like it's between my legs more or less, right? So I'm seeing the top of her head coming out. Um, and I'm like, wow, that looks really small. Like, wow. It's, and then it keeps getting longer and longer. I'm like, that's really weird. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so the head comes out like a shot and then the rest of her just falls out basically, you know, wow. and, but I could see right. Like the cord was around her neck and, uh, and as you know, within not even half a second, she's got her finger looped around it and it's off her neck and she's, you know, whisked away on the bed and, um, her eyes were open. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Pretty much right away. Like, she gave her a white gown and she was full of cottage cheese or whatever. And <laughs> she was early, so she was covered in vernix. So yeah. she was super, you know, still, like, covered in vernix. And she was so beautiful. And they put her on my chest. And I had a really, really long cord. Mm-hmm. I think my cord was really long. Feet. Like, yeah. it was really, like, even Anna said, wow, you have a super long cord. Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, pushing, I would say was the scariest part for me in a way. I like, I feel like I've heard women talk about how pushing is sort of relieving because you're actually now working towards something. Um, but I found it scary, like feeling her, sorry, she was waking up, feeling her head start to come out was super like crazy. Um, so I was a little panicked, which I think also was why I wanted to get her out quickly because I wasn't sure that I was loving the feeling of it. Mm. Um, so yeah, so she came out pretty quickly and we did delayed cord clamping. Um, I, oh yeah. And show cut the cord while like flow was still on our chest, on my chest. Sorry. Um, I had two second degree tears, so they had to stitch me up, which I wasn't super, I didn't, I didn't like that very much. Yeah. So the second midwife didn't actually show up for the birth. She came for the after part. Um, and yeah, it was pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. That's no big amazing. deal. Just brought yeah, life into the world. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really neat. And it was. Um, I had some. I had won some tickets to a music festival for that weekend that was in town, and um, I had been talking to the jeweler about it, like earlier in the morning, kind of thing. I'm like, oh, I have you know these tickets. I guess we're not going to this. Going to the brewery, you know, for this music festival or whatever. She's like, oh, yeah, I want to go to that. I said, well, the tickets are on the fridge, so help yourself, you know. So she's like, oh, great, you know, so she took these tickets. And I said, oh, well, it was, you know, the brewery down the street from us. I'm like, oh, I really love this beer that was coming. They were releasing again that day. I'm like, oh, I've been really looking forward to going down there and, you know, having one of these high graphs that we love. And she's like, oh, I'll go down there afterwards. And I said, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, sure enough, she snuck out, I guess, after the chaos. And well, after Caitlin, I think, was getting stitched up, 
and by that time, my best friend had shown up. Um, uh, so she nipped down to the, the brewery and came back with these four high graphs of our favorite beers or whatever. To say, hey, here you go. Cheers to, to Cheers to Bo being born. Cheers. Oh, wow, that's I cool. Yeah, I wasn't quite ready for a beer yet. I okay. have like a great picture of. So everybody actually had some. So the midwife, the doula, showed. Her uh, show's best friend, Christy, like we all had a cheers, like with the beer that the doula went and got for us. <laughs> so yeah, that's another beer. pretty like awesome part of the day. Way to go, so. doulas. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, so it was amazing. And Flo did really well with her APGAR scores. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the weighing. She was seven pounds, five ounces and 22 inches long. So, you know, she was fully cooked, even though she came early. And yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty, it's so magical. It was just an amazing, amazing experience. Mm. We started FaceTiming our family. Yeah. So then nobody had known we were in labor. So we decided to just like FaceTime everybody. So we FaceTimed my mom and she was at the theater and we were like, hi, you're a grandmother. And she was totally totally you know shock. in shock i don't think she believed it at first when we were on facetime i was like yeah look like here's the baby oh you my know? gosh we um, need to do that yeah. next time matthew yeah. <laughs> that's amazing that's what is amazing. what did she say i mean oh my goodness what a what a facetime to receive Jeez. oh she was like over the moon she was so excited and i think she was in shock too because she <laughs> literally was not like nobody was expecting it because we were so early so early and, yeah you know yeah and she's just like no <laughs> no <laughs> that's cool yeah. Like, yeah, real. So I have a question. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. How how did it feel getting your birth and your your home birth and going through the experience like you were able to, given what I know some of what we talked about in our first conversation, you know, the process of conception was so, you know, in a, in a way, you know, medicalized at first and with all the appointments and it was just such a, a process. Then to have the birth be where you could – you could move freely. You could you could just be in your space. How how was that, or did you connect to any of that at all, or, or kind of chew on that afterwards? It was honestly the most amazing thing I think we've ever done, mm. and it was it was so perfect. And I think also throughout my whole pregnancy, I really put it out into the universe that that we were going to get the birth experience that we wanted. You know, so I never entertained the idea that anything would go other than the way we envisioned it. And right. so I feel super grateful that, you know, I feel like I, I went into the birthing process with such an open heart um, that it allowed, you know, me and Flo and show to work together to achieve the birth that, you know, I had envisioned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have another question too. I'm curious, um, when you shared with, or if you've been in contact with your donor, um, friends and shared with them, you know, the experience and, um, you know, baby flow. Yeah. Did we call, did we FaceTime them? Did we? I know. I think they were one of the first people to know that um, she was born. They're, they've been amazing. So, you know, they're husband and wife and they have two girls. So, and they live in Montreal, which is about five hours away from us. Um, they came and spent the May long weekend with us at the cottage. And it was just the most beautiful um, weekend ever. The, the two girls, they're nine and five. Um, and they just loved Florence so much and they just ate her up and they held her all weekend. And we just had such a lovely, like cozy weekend together. And it was like, Oh, does she look like me? I want to see a picture of when I was a baby. Do we look similar? Yeah. And things like that. It was really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. You know, children are just so open and accepting of things because they don't have any frame of reference or any sort of, you know, societal, um, you know, societal yeah. script that tells you otherwise. So yeah. they just sort of like totally take it and they are totally open with it and t- they're fine. It's amazing. It's mm. really cool. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. You guys, the three of you over there, <laughs> just giving me so many feels. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm so yeah, excited so and happy that we could talk to you again um, and, and just hear the you know, continuation and Hey, you know, the, the, 
it's not over here right now. It's, it's mama hood and it's baby Florence, everything. Um, but just that we could be a small part of it and that you too, um, were open to sharing this part of your journey with us and with the, the community. We're so grateful. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. So are we, yeah. I mean, I can, if I can just say that for anybody having definitely what Caitlin was saying, like what she put out into the universe and having kind of a positive outlook on what, you want to happen for yourself. I think it does play a big part on the energies you're giving off and everything else. And, and like I said, in the education and stuff, and I mean, you have to go within the parameters of whatever's going on and everybody's uh, pregnancy is different, but for Caitlin, she was, you know, she was really kind of, um, you really wanted to have a home birth. I did, you know, and I did have to discuss it with her a couple of times saying, Hey, it, it may not go that way. Just be mindful of that. Like, if there's any kind of red flags or that sort of thing, and we have, we may have to go to the hospital to so just kind of have that in the back of your mind. But I think just having, uh, you know, she had the open, we both had the open mind and you kind of just had to go with the flow of what was happening and trust your body and your body is, you know, is made to do this and it does amazing things. It was, un- it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Mm. And the way Caitlin handled it was the, I couldn't be more proud of her and, I've, I've just never seen so much beauty and strength in my life. Mm. And I've seen a lot of things and been a lot of places, but I've never seen uh, something as astonishing as that. It was mm. just unbelievable. So trust your gut, trust your body, uh, keep an open mind, go with the flow and just listen to each other mm. and be patient with each other, you know? Yeah. I can't think of a more That's perfect note to end this conversation <laughs> on. That's yeah. just so awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Caitlin, and then, show you know, and before, flow. Before you know it, you have a baby that's got turkey legs for legs. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's going to be five months on Thursday. Yeah. So here she is. And she's a little rock star too. So. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. Even in the five months, like, getting to know her, the little personality. And, mm-hmm. like, I already miss her super little tiny baby, like, newborn stage. But mm-hmm. this part is also so cool. Like, every yeah. day you learn something new and you see something new in them. And it's really, really remarkable. Yeah. Agreed. And it just keeps getting more fun. That's, you know, what yeah. I can say from our experience. So. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much again. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, much. so much for, you know, having us back and, you know, taking the time to listen to our story. We really appreciate it. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.